dude, this place is a fucking vibe. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, bro. This is like the perfect place to make music. Thank you, bro. It really okay. does. I, I take it for granted sometimes, but this is uh, almost like my second home, mm. you know, because it's it's a place that I built with the family that I chose. And that shit means OD to me. Like that's it. <laughs> hits me right here in the heart. <laughs> uh, welcome one and all to another episode of The Angry Barista. The angriest barista on the fucking internet, I hope. Otherwise, my reputation is tarnished. Today with me, I have Sir Gregolis. This is two of the ten people Z the Dropout fucks with in the world. Uh, I was informed a little bit earlier. We got the text to prove it, bro. Yeah, we got it. I got the receipts, and I'm going to drop them. So, Greg, I'm not going to talk out of my ass anymore. Bro, what's up? How you been? The world has been a crazy place in the past week. We've seen a lot happen. Generally speaking, I talked about it a lot on the past episodes. I don't want to dwell in it, but <laughs> how have you been doing, bro? It's been a while since I've seen you. It's confusing. You know, I feel like... Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, My bad. All good. Fucking, uh, I feel like it's hard to say that you're doing good because like the default is always like oh man everything's terrible but i mean like fuck that bro if you're feeling good feel good about it bro you don't gotta feel no shame and being like <laughs> you know what this pandemic has been ravaging the world but oh, i thought you'd unchill it a little bit <laughs> no i mean in a lot of ways i'm kind of like in the best position i've ever been uh word i mean i'm still like struggling with certain things obviously as mm. we all do but like yep I'm safe, and I think that's the most important thing. Bless, bro. Bless. Because if anything were to happen to two of the <laughs> ten people that Zach fucks with in the whole world, like, I don't know if he'd be able to take it, you know? Like, <laughs> his heart would give out. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're here with me now, bro, because we got some delicious coffee that I brewed up. Yeah. From that bum ass place I used to work at, but I don't work at anymore. Yo. Not even giving them the free smoke anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So let me pour you a cup of this coffee. It's a Guatemalan coffee. It's pretty fire. It's one of the last, first and last coffees I ever roasted. <laughs> oh, man. That's so, sentimental. I feel honored to be sharing this with you right now. Bro, yeah, you know what's up. You know the <laughs> fucking vibes. All right, I'm just going to narrate everything he does. So he's getting the cups, separating the cups, and now he's pouring that. Oh, he's swirling it. He's giving a swirl. Now he's pouring. Good pour. This man knows what he's doing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> why, did, why did he even get fired? I don't know. <laughs> Yo. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Even that shit out. <laughs> Here you go, my friend. Oh. It's the perfect temperature. It is actually the perfect temperature. This is fucking wild. Wow. Let us bless our taste buds. Cheers, mate. That's some swag. Liquid you know, swag. You know? <laughs> wow, I have like the biggest grin on my face right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's up? You know the fucking vibes. Normally, I don't really drink black coffee. I think it's like bitter and unpleasant, but this is sweet and like the texture is just divine. Oh my God. Bro, thank you. 
I mean, low key, I, I think I'm not good at roasting because I literally only did it a couple of times, but um, I can save a lot of bad roasts because I'm mad good at brewing coffee. Cause that, that's straight up. Like I just brewed coffee for six or seven years. That's what I did for work is just brew coffee for six or seven years with like some of the most expensive espresso machine equipment, some of the most expensive coffee you could work with and some of the most expensive coffee tools. Like I was just working with that shit as a, as a full-time job. So I guess it paid off for me to be able to brew my friends some fucking loud ass coffee. You know, I I didn't think it was possible to make coffee even better. You know, mm-hmm. that's some wild shit. It's really honestly as deep as wine goes and culinary arts. Coffee is up to the po- process of like growing and picking that shit is like so the soil, the elevation the way the people pick and 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 peel the fruit part off of the seeds that become the coffee beans like that shit really is an art bro like how do you how did they even come up with this who, <laughs> who ran into nature and they were like yo those berries look fire i bet i could peel them take the seeds cook them on a fucking pan grind them up and drink that bean water dude that's the power of imagination man i mean humans got that shit in fucking spades like (laughs) do you think that early human beings who discovered coffee and such and such pivotal like like things that made the experience of consuming shit different do you think those people had untethered access to dmt or some crazy hallucinogen that made them even more imaginative or what's what's going on bro okay so at some point in our evolutionary line our ancestors smoked dmt and then those people reproduced, and then that was when we got woke. That's, like, my theory. Like, everybody like just, like, went through a DMT phase or some shit. <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a lot of uh, uh, of famous comedians, like, college life. <laughs> they have, like, DMT phases, and that's why, like, they're phased out with the world, or, or, or they're jaded because they, they already seen that next dimension, bro. <laughs> they already know what's up. They're like... Fuck, I don't want to be here. This place is bullshit. <laughs> I've seen what has been. Dude, DMT is wild. I've never done it. I have some interest, um, you know, to not legally implicate myself, but I have some interest, you know, if, if the whole America United States thing that mm-hmm. we're that we're doing this project here, this group project that we're working on, if they ever all like do the same thing, fucking Seattle or wh- who, who was it? Washington State legalized all drugs. Oh, did you what? see that the other day? No, what? It was either Oregon or I forget what the fuck like. But somewhere on the West Coast, there's one state that legalized literally everything. Well, not legalized, but like decriminalized all drugs in x amount all drugs you can't go to jail for like i mean you could get fined and depending on the cop thrown in jail overnight but can't go to jail for any drugs damn man that's like paradise low-key i mean or it's a good start (laughs) but i'm saying if the whole u.s was ever like that i would probably then seek out dmt seriously but obviously that shit is illegal. I'm not trying to do that shit here. Mm-hmm. You know, having that medical card, though, in New York <laughs> State be letting me chill in these trying times, bro, to be honest. Yeah, you don't need to do DMT to chill. <laughs> no, I think doing DMT is the opposite of chill. I've heard <laughs> I've oh, heard God. via Joe Rogan's pod, uh, podcast. Shout out, Joe Rogan. Um, oh, I love Joe Rogan so much. That's basically part of the inspiration for 
I think a lot of people now to do podcasts, but um, I do watch him regularly and I did see him talk about DMT and he described it as unlike any drug mm-hmm. he's ever taken because if you do the certain amount that you're supposed to do, you pass this threshold where you don't have any sort of a connection to baseline reality as you know it. Like you're fried, like you're temporarily fried. I don't know how long it is, like 10 to 15 minutes or something like that. You're just gone. Mm -hmm. You disconnect from reality and it's just whatever your subconscious and the inside of your brain wants to show you. And some people like Joe Rogan say like, it could actually be a gateway to talk to interdimensional beings. what bro like can you imagine that a drug giving you like a gateway or a portal like it's stargate or some shit it's like uh john dies at the end oh that movie fucked me up i still don't understand it it's fuck there's a book did you know that yes yes i think my fiance has that sitting on a bookshelf at home somewhere Mm. Uh, unless i'm mistaken but if the movie was that confusing the book has to be just a mind oh. fuck, yeah, probably. Did you, did you read it? No, I don't be reading, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, me neither. I, you know, aside from like shit that comes out online, I'm really low key fascinated by um, not only f- really weird missing cases, mm-hmm. uh, missing persons cases, but uh, fucking space and quantum physics, even though I'm obviously not scientifically like trained or anything. Yeah. I was quite good at it in school in regular ass school, but quantum physics is some next shit. I just look up the videos that can help explain to us dummies what it's about. <laughs> um, and I'm really fascinated with that stuff. Um, I forget why my, my aside with this, uh, I was it was like DMT this. opening portals oh, yeah, and right. shit. So, I mean, a lot of that DMT talk and opening portals or whatever, like it starts to get me in a very weird and uneasy place when I connect it to quantum physics, because there's some weird shit going on in quantum physics, physics, bro. I don't I I was talking about this with Boone last episode. I don't want to get into it, but (laughs) basically what I'm saying is if you find yourself deep enough in a wormhole at three o'clock in the morning, looking this shit up, you can maybe find some connections (laughs) between Oh, you know, I can see how DMT could open up a portal in your mind. <laughs> uh, yo, so aside from that, mm. let's go. Let's go into a, a little bit of that that spiritual vibe. Then, what I've never asked you, bro. Mm. What do you do? You feel comfortable discussing like your your beliefs, like your your take on like what our baseline reality is? Like, are you religious? Are you? Uh, where do you fall on that kind of spectrum of things? I'm totally not religious i mean Mm. it's weird i mean it's hard to say i don't like organized religion neither do i amen it's definitely affected my life in a very negative way um i do believe in spirituality i believe every person has a right to see reality the way they want to see it i don't feel like there's one way of thinking Mm. like religion suggests yeah it's very one-sided that shit is not a coin it's a drawing of a coin it's almost offensive it's like no you can't tell me how i'm supposed to interpret this shit like there's no book to this shit like yeah i feel like i don't know 
the answers aren't as simple as people want to make them to be, but also they don't have to be complicated if you don't want them to be as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe that too. Um, wow, man. Yeah. Do you, what kind of background do you like, did your family grow up like believing? Was it Christianity? Was it a subsect of that? Uh, my mother was a Jehovah's witness. Mm. I think she still is. I don't really know what the status is on that. I got a Jehovah's witness bar. I hope, I hope uh, you like it. (laughs) I'll show it to you afterwards. Okay. Word. I'm hyped to see that. Um, and then, you know, my dad's side of the family just was completely, um, what's the word? Uh, I, I'm fucking stoned. Um, <laughs> Yo, it's all good. We start secular, epi- secular. Mm-hmm. They were just completely secular. So okay, okay. So what atheist or or I, I'm or pretty kinda... sure it was atheism. Mm-hmm. I know my grandmother believed in God, but um, I mean, she was never really like aggressive about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Grandparents are usually the soft ones because mm-hmm. they wanna they wanna be remembered. I think. Towards the end of my life, if I have youngins, I have little like grandchildren or even great grandchildren someday, which, you know, if, if this reality, this version of life I'm living right now, if I don't end up having kids that that'll be okay too. Like I'm in this bitch, I'm in this bitch a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to enjoy this experience, the good, the bad, everything. But you know, like what I'm trying to say here is I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you that everybody should see reality their own way. At the end of the day, everybody should see reality their own way. And uh, both of my parents were religious. The reason I bring this up and ask you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my dad maybe feigned it at the beginning, but he became atheist, very outspoken atheist. I think maybe as a, as a sort of protest to my mother who was very religious. And that was a definitely a point in contention. And, probably was the reason one of the reasons why they didn't end up working right and my mom held it down shout out my mom forever love you mom (laughs) Um, but she was very religious and i had that after my parents separated she brought us to a plethora of i don't even know if i fucking said that right plethora that's Mm -hmm. how you say it boom to a plethora (laughs) of fucking churches um and different kind of like subsets of christianity so i've been into the, the my, my parents are Brazilian. My, my family is Brazilian. Um, I've been to like the Brazilian Baptist churches, which are very similar to like American Baptist churches where it's like largely based around music. Like music is a heavy part of that, right. which I loved. Like that was like some of my favorite church experiences were the ones that involved music. And mm-hmm. um, I do believe in like a divine power of sorts, but I don't think it's like god traditionally like the way the bible or any holy book really describes it but i i felt a true connection to what i would call god anytime i was in a church where like they were letting it rip on those instruments bro they were like having at it i really felt like for lack of better words third eye fucking cracked open bro (laughs) cracked straight open the the fucking crown (laughs) chakra like dead ass i'm not even fucking around like i felt like tinglies on the top of my head when they bro yeah i feel the tinglies you know what i'm saying when you listen to a super fire song and it feels like you get goosebumps but it's not the full goosebumps feeling it's like only in certain parts of your body it's like the top of your scalp and then like the back of your neck and shit and you're just like who's this artist Siri, <laughs> Siri who is this Siri, 
What do you mean? Siri, what song is this? Fuck you. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Bro, I am. I think that that was why I connected in some way and I kind of sparked an interest in spirituality. But um, for a short period of time, I was not about it at all. I felt after going to like the third or fourth church and being fed a different form of bullshit with this, to be frank, pretty crazy and pretty epic piece of text. The Bible, <laughs> if you fucking, if you actually read through that shit, that shit is like a four out of four and a half out of five story, bro. Four and a half out of, I mean, like it's an odyssey. Like it's a long time. It takes you a long ass time to get through. Okay. I, I can't tell you that I've fully covered it and paid attention to everything, but gotten through most of it (laughs) there are a lot of lessons and there are a lot of very powerful uh passages in that text like there are a lot of powerful passages in the quran uh you know in any kind of holy text that any religion has and i think my basis for my understanding of reality and what i think happens before this and happens after this is i think all the major monotheistic religions got something right They didn't get everything right, but they got something right. They were like, whoever originated those religions, they were probably like doing DMT back in the day, like like our fucking ancestors, right? Um, But they somehow tapped into whatever this infinite connection between everything and everyone that Buddhists believe in. They tapped into that shit, but they misinterpreted it as God. You know what I mean? So like they really saw their own true divine potential and connection to like this seemingly chaotic and disruptive universe. And they were like, Oh, this is God. And they were like getting messages from themselves and like pulling messages from the world themselves with their own fucking divine interaction and like right to be here, like every other living and non-living thing in our universe. Mm -hmm. And they didn't fucking know it. And they called it God. And they, you know, they went through these stories and I think Jesus was probably a real person who had that like third eye fucking cracked open. <laughs> then everybody's like, son of God, son of God. <laughs> oh but, my God. <laughs> you know, like that personally, that's my belief. I do uh, pray. I do use God as a verbiage verbiage when I'm like meditating or praying because like God, Jesus, like those are things that I'm familiar with from growing up. Mm-hmm. So I invoke those names because they associate those feelings that I'm in church. I'm in that Baptist Brazilian church and that music is bopping. And I'm like, yes, Jesus (laughs) in Portuguese, in Portuguese. That's fuego. I mean, you know, my Portuguese is a little bad, but maybe one day, one episode, (laughs) next episode you're on, I'll I'll feel more comfortable to bust out the Portuguese. Portuguese freestyle. Portuguese. Yo, (laughs) these Portuguese rappers are crazy. Do you want our Brazilian rappers are crazy. Have you ever heard Brazilian rap? No, it's kind of a vibe. The lyrics are super stupid, but uh, I'll put a little bit on. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to cut it out, but I'm definitely going to get our reactions at the end of this song real quick. Okay. I have to pick a random song. <laughs> Narrate me for a minute. Sir Gregolis. I'll do what I do best. All right. So Jan, the man, he sat on the chair. He's pulling up Google Chrome. Yeah. He's on that YouTube shit, bro. Yo, type it in that motherfucking search bar. Yeah. Crispy. Alright, search the video. We're looking through thumbnails. Five hundred and eighty-three million views. They are not fucking around. Give me the clout. Give me the clout. 
I've never heard this song either, by the way. So I, I'm not sure what to expect. <laughs> it might not be exactly what I was hoping. <laughs> this kind of fucking vibes. I was like, I was hoping it would be some weirder shit because there's some weird shit that also kind of goes. I might put another one on real quick, but this is fire too. This is MC Kevinu is his name. It's spelled MC Kevino, but mm. like there's an H after the N. Okay. So Kevinho. Kevinho. <laughs> back at it. He's back at it. Searching in the fucking bar. <laughs> Get it. The man swagging. Typing into the search bar. Keyboard tapping. Oh, there's a Brazilian rapper. This guy's definitely helping. <laughs> there's a Brazilian rapper. I just want everybody to know real quick before we move on. There's a Brazilian rapper called MC Bin Laden. MC Bin Laden. Yo, is he still alive? <laughs> yes. That's his alter ego. <laughs> we gotta, re we gotta refine this nigga. <laughs> oh, here, let's listen to this. Swag. I need him on a feature. <laughs> Haven't even heard him yet, but I want him on a feature. Yo, he fueling up. Dead ass. I wasn't expecting it to be this hard. This is the shit that I was looking for. <laughs> Three minutes later. Bro, it birthed some of the best music, the craziest sounding music <laughs> in the world, bro. Yeah, that was wild. That shit went hard. Let me let me stop this autoplay. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with my motherfucking click. Uh, no so, way. yo, uh, how about that airplane food? Uh, we out here doing stand-up comedy now. That's my next venture, baby. <laughs> Only fans, stand-up comedy. I'm not, I'm never going to work for somebody else. <laughs> Have you ever had some shitty job stories? Yeah. Oh, man, I mean, okay. You've never done food service, right? Have I you? Yeah. You have done food service. Yeah. Do you have any shitty food service job stories? I mean, they all kind of just clump into one big shitty story. Like, I, like, wanted to be good at it. Mm. I feel like at a point I was good at it. But, like, everywhere I worked, like, I feel like... It was kind of just like nobody, like everybody just gives you attention when you fuck up. Mm, like no positive reinforcement. No positive reinforcement. Yeah. And then like people just expect way too much of you, especially when you're like, you know, uh, bussing and like barbacking. Oh, fuck. So stressful. I, I did uh, a barbacking gig at this really small specialized fucking craft beer and craft wine spot that also did sandwiches. Don't ask me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was stressful. You know what I mean? And that's like a, in the cut, if you know, you know, like cults following kind of bar. So like it's steady business all night. So you're working and shit, mm -hmm. but 
that shit is too stressful for me. I did two nights and I was like, okay, thanks. These sandwiches are delicious. I appreciated my shift meal. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Uh, shout out though, Crescent and Vine, whoever owns that place. That place is amazing, was amazing. They closed down. RIP, she will be missed. I think they're doing something else with that spot. I hope they do something else with that spot. But uh, shout out, you guys. Best sandwiches, uh, best beer selection, wine selection. I don't drink anymore though. Shout out. <laughs> uh, so what are we talking? Uh, what are we talking now? I do want to cover a little bit of Sir Gregolis history. So why don't you tell me about your production company? Why don't you tell me about your collective? Like, what do you I what do you want to say as far as like how how much of a comprehensive or concise story do you want to give me into amusement studios, into the gold tribe? Let's let's hear about it. Wow. It's fucking been a while, man. I I I mean I like Right out the gate, like, after high school was just, like, over. I knew, like, I wanted to work on something, like, big. Mm. Um, And it took a while, but, like, you know, I guess I just started small. Um, In college, I started making sketches mm. and um, just writing in mm. general. Um, I met my boy, Mike Santi, who helped us run the fucking... Uh, release party mm. that uh scary kids performed at shout out scary kids shout out to y'all um and then you know started writing mike uh made some sketches with mike mm. i transferred to purchase hey turn <laughs> up is lit dog yeah in a few ways it was pretty lit i mean like i had some help from my boy emmett uh, shout out to Dog Petter. I don't even know if you're going to listen to this, but... Shout out. I appreciate you, Emmett. Um, he edited some of my first sketches, and from there, uh, you know, I just started collecting more resources at college, um, just really using the tools that were available to me, um, use, utilizing the connections I had made. Um, so I just mustered up the balls to start funding for answers to everything and then i think that's kind of like what made me take amusement more seriously mm. as like an endeavor mm. um what was the yeah was it um how how did you balance life in the beginning because i'm somebody who's very go with the wind now and i'm starting to become even more so like that uh and trying to not just like get be uh let myself be brought down by like the stressors in life and the additional extra extraneous shit that we have to worry about just existing in this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. making that transition, I feel like I'm still in the process of making cause I just got, you know, we just lost this job out here. So we're like <laughs> trying to balance that, like what I want to do with my free time, like shit like this music, scary kids and literally taking care of myself you know like and it's so easy to fall back into that pattern of nine to five nine to five mm. grind 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 or gig life like oh fuck I, I ran out of money i gotta run the gigs fucking all week for a couple weeks or for a month or whatever you know like yeah it's it's hard how did you do it bro how like or how are you doing it because i know it's a process it's always a learning process well man I had some fucking shitty ass jobs. Amen. Um, but also 
um, you know, a lot of people donated so that we could make that pilot. Mm. And I think the fact that we kept at it and delivered, mm. um, that kind of like just made it work for us. And, you know, I, I have friends who know what they're doing also. Like I, I'm such a small piece of the puzzle. Like I just kept meeting people who wanted to support me, who wanted to help me do what I wanted to do. Mm. And like, it just all worked out. I just have the right people in my corner. They believed in the vision. Yeah. They believed in it. That's the most important and beautiful thing, you know? Cause like, I feel like you don't, if you, if you come to be at peace with yourself, you don't necessarily need that. But the more at peace with yourself you become, mm-hmm. the more you attract that energy, the more you attract those types of people, right? Yeah. Like the more, like the more okay you start making yourself and like patching up the battle scars <laughs> and putting fucking like band-aids on and shit. Like the more people start coming out the woodwork and they're like, yo, I, I mean, he's doing it. I can do it. I can help him do it. What's up, bro? Like, I like that energy. You inspire me. Can I work with you? Word. Shout out, Sir Gregolis. Good to have you on this fucking podcast right now, bro. Like, Glad to be here. Man. For sure. <laughs> definitely see if you can make yourself a regular. I didn't show you uh, any episodes prior to this, uh, us getting on here and, and doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I didn't because it's turning out exactly the way. It has been, and it needs to. Swag, it's swag, swag. Swagged out, bro. <laughs> swagged out. This is why I picked you, bro. And this is why. Shout out Z the dropout, but also fuck you, Z the dropout. Why you gotta be being a good person <laughs> right now and enjoying your life? He's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. Yo, I, I love that guy. You know that guy taught me how to rap? Really? Yeah. Yo, that's... He taught me how to rap. Crazy. Because I had an idea, you know, because it was like the first type of music I really did enjoy, Mm -hmm. genuinely. And I tried to like learn all the lyrics to that 50 Cent album. My first album was was Get Rich or Die Trying and, uh, and the Marshall Mathers LP. Word. And so I did try to learn all those lyrics. And so at a very early age, before my parents stopped letting me listen to hip hop, I was starting to get an idea rhythmically for, for, you know, the, the phonetics of the rhythmically saying the words and shit. Like I started getting like a rough little idea of that. Mm. Um, and so I had an idea, but he really did play a pivotal role in kind of teaching me what's up. Cause like, it was also partially that, Oh, this is inspiring. One of my friends that like, I know from this music interaction, but who's very quickly becoming one of my best friends. Like Mm -hmm. he's super nice at this shit. I can learn a bit from watching him and like just making music with him. Cause like I could sing, I've always been able to sing. Like I could, I could, well, since I taught myself, I used to be very trash, but I can maybe learn this rapping shit better now. Like, or I could, I could really take it seriously. And I think when I met him and started making music with him is when I really tried to start taking it seriously. So shout out Z the dropout. Fuck you for not being here, but shout out, you know, I love you. It's all love. Fuck you with love, <laughs> essentially. Not fuck you like to, to the opposition right now. Cause he's not the opposition. He's the opposite of the opposition. Word. Yeah, that sounds like uh, me and Black Moon. Because Bla- hey. Black Moon fucking basically like helped me clean up my shit. Nice. He's mixed most of my projects. So. Black Moon is stupid nice shouts out to that motherfucker shout out to that motherfucker i need to have him on this podcast you guys <laughs> need to come back together yo i need to have you know it'd be lit 
Oh my god, Gold Tribe the on the whole, podcast. Yo, that would be a fucking vibe, bro. Oh <laughs> shit. Yo, what? I will hit them up about that. That would Imagine be amazing. Imagine Gold Tribe in a long form conversation like Joe Rogan style. <laughs> bro, come on. That should be wild jokes. Come oh my on. God. <laughs> oh man, we need to do that. I'm if I suggest the idea to Z, he's going to lose his fucking mind, bro. He's going to be like, how are we going to get that many mics? <laughs> don't worry about it, bro. Put it we on, got this, man. Put it on the credit card. <laughs> put it on the fucking credit card. I need some more debt. I got no job, and I need some more debt. Yo, dead ass. Nah, uh, capitalism is scary, bro. Be, be bugging me out. But it's crazy, though. I mean, like, I feel like I've been basically just, like, bullshitting my way through life well not bullshitting i've worked hard but like no but i know what you mean just floating and now i feel like of all times like shit is starting to like kind of click like people hit me up for gigs now Mm. like but like we're the world is ending (laughs) like it's I don't think so, bro. I think we're on the cusp. Uh, A lot of these like conspiracy theorists that I sometimes read into because it ties into my weird fascination with uh, bizarre missing persons cases, which I do want to get into. I very briefly mentioned maybe in another episode and like other things we've grazed over so far, I won't go into too much detail, but um, really quickly, I want to respond to Z the dropout since we brought him up a short time ago Sweet, and uh, tell him that this podcast is going great <laughs> and let him know that go drive is the next episode we trying to get <laughs> yo ask apple why they're why they're letting the chinese government spy through my phone because out of nowhere <laughs> i woke up one morning and i had an extra language added to my keyboard and it was both of the chinese keyboards added to my keyboard thing so Yo, they need a New York slang option. Dead ass. Because I am so t- fucking tired of the autocorrect shit, bro. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But if you if you write enough wrong, wrong words, <laughs> it'll just like learn what you're saying. I, I feel like. But here, let, let's just tell him that Gold Tribe is Oof. is a great next episode to do. Great next episode swag to do or as much as as much of us we could possibly muster up because yo the track that i showed you earlier that was the first time any like we had all been in the same room since fucking pre-covid january whoa that was the last show we did together damn did you know covid was around since at least late november or mid-december yeah yeah, that doesn't that bug you out that you could have been out here, out the, out in this bitch, like raw dogging life, not knowing that the next plague was already out there and nobody was reporting about it or doing anything about it. Yo, I mean, leave it to the fucking government to fuck that up. But I mean, that was Trump being like intentionally like just selfish yeah not for nothing the chinese government took their sweet ass time to tell the rest of the world about it the world health organization which i know also is partially kind of like a corrupt sort of thing that's kind of bought by america or whatever but um they were asking china very consistently Mm -hmm. like about when they when they first were like 
hearing reports or like shit from people like leaking information out of the country and being like, yo, there's some crazy shit. There's an outbreak in, in Wuhan or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, the WHO was like, yo, China, so uh, what's going on? Is, that, is that anything going on? And China is just like, uh... Nah, you know, nothing's going on. I mean, we got a couple people sick, but it's like, it doesn't look like it's spreading. And the World Health Organization's like, it's not spreading. (laughs) It's not. All right, we trust you. It's cool, man. And then, you know, more information comes out. This is like late, maybe late October or whatever, I think is when it really went down. Mm -hmm. Or I might be capping right now, but I think in that area is when it went down. No, September actually might have been when it went down last year. Do your research, guys. Don't listen to me. This is not a news source. We are shooting the shit. But this shit came out in September, I think, is when the outbreak started. And it was really from the get spreading. It was spreading since September. That shit was in China. It was popping up, bro. It was like fucking Takashi right <laughs> off the jump. Like 100 million, 100 million views, 100 million infected, like off the rip, bro. And up till December, China was like, nah, nah, it's fine. Like, WHO's like, yo, bro, we heard more people are sick. Is it is it okay? And they're like, nah, 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 it's cool. Like, it's spreading a little bit from person to person, but it's definitely not serious. Like, it's really, it's really slight, and it's not an outbreak. There's not a lot of people doing it. By December, China's got people fucking dying in hospitals, not enough doctors working on the shit. It's like, you know, like, there are these leaked videos coming out of, like, body bags in the fucking hallways and shit. Uh. And then America's like... So, uh, y'all, y'all want to tell us something? They're like, nah, dude, it's cool. Like everything's fine. We got it contained, bro. And then finally, I think January or February, I think was when it, it really hit the fan and they were like, they told us how serious it was. But at that point, you're right. Trump was like, oh, it's nothing like, oh, we could, we could get this shit. We, you know, America, number one, just shoot the virus with some bleach, (laughs) pour some bleach in your asshole. (laughs) Bro, jeez, dude, it's just like one thing after the other this year. Yeah, like, I just ta- I just talked for a minute and I apologize, but it's like you see how fired up I am about that. Yeah, I'm tight. No, yeah, I'm tight. Like you should be tight. The governments of the world have overall been, I think, kind of a failure. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good for government because I don't think like theoretically anarchy would work but let me let me let you continue where you were going with that i mean uh it's hard you know it's a lot of things yeah it's so many things it's so many things bro like i okay say you were in that position right mm-hmm. china withheld mad information you're donald trump <laughs> 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 you're, you're, Donald, you're Donald Trump. Okay, okay. You're the president of of the United States. Let's just say it like that. I I don't want any of us to attempt a, a Donald mm. Trump voice right now because I, I I tried it on the last episode. It was not very good. Uh, but well, dude, the first off, like mm-hmm. I feel like if masks had just become more of an encouraged thing early on. This whole thing could have probably been like minimized because Mitigated masks a little bit, yeah. have done so much to like stop the spread. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to several protests and everyone has masks on and I'm negative. So it's just like mm. masks work, you know, bro. I was I was pussy as hell and dug myself a deeper financial hole by just contributing as much as I 
irresponsibly could to like my friends who were like organizing pro- uh, protests. Shout out my friend Manuela, uh, fair maiden of the sea on Instagram. She was organizing a lot of like the, um, I think the Justice for George pages. Like she was associated with some of those on Instagram. Word. And like she was like at those and like planning those and shit. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so like I did contribute to like they, they were doing like packs for people. They were getting like, uh, uh, supplies for people like fucking water and shit like that. I heard that they were given some out and stuff like I know that she was, but like I heard that other people who were organizing their own groups were also finding ways to provide people with like protection, uh, uh, water and shit, you know, like a safe place to go afterwards. If they got fucking hurt by a police officer, like a place where they could get medical attention that isn't necessarily like within the vicinity of police officers or anything wild like that. Mm So, um, I did try to contribute like that, but I'm actually surprised and very encouraged by the fact that you said that you're negative after attending a bunch of these protests. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of fire. <laughs> That's kind of fire that it that that it works out that way. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people must have gotten COVID at these protests, but mm-hmm. definitely the people who were in clusters that were wearing masks saw the benefits of doing so. Right. You just have to be responsible. Absolutely. And just like have boundaries with people. I feel like and I don't know. I just feel like uh it was they were mostly chill like it was very easy to just like maintain distance i I mean i'm not saying that like there weren't protests that went out of like that didn't go out of whack because there were protests that got fucking insane were you at any that got particularly violent or confrontational no um thank god (laughs) bro i almost feel a little guilty because like yo my white friends like they got hurt (laughs) yo uh I am very thankful for white people who support people of color and who like support black people and like who, who speak and spread the word about like the shit that happens in our country and the shit that really happens in our world too. Cause it's like a, a global problem. Unfortunately, Brazil is still like fucking black people got rights in, in 1988 in Brazil. So like they're behind bro. Still OD behind. Mm-hmm. They're still on the, the skin whitening uh, cream phase. Like it's not good still. This it, They're not out here, but <laughs> um, some white people I feel like go, unnecessarily hard you know what i'm talking about yes bro it's like this the 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 fragility and the guilt uh standpoint you know what i mean that shit oh bro it irks me almost as much as an actual racist person Mm -hmm. like it's almost like the same vibe but different you know like slightly different frequencies but like in the same spectrum dude i'm so glad you brought that up (laughs) because like i mean for me, this is my life, and like you're just here for now, but eventually, like this will not concern you, and then once my problems come into play, it's not trending, so you're not gonna give a fuck <laughs> like once you have cashed in all your virtue signal tokens, you're not gonna be here for my struggle, so what the fuck's going on, bro like mm. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just do something or just say things to appeal to that school of thought, to be indoctrinated to that like group. They want to feel like they're a part of the group. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of a movement. If a movement is trending or whatever, I got to be a part of it. Everybody likes this. I got to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like it shouldn't be that way for shit that is like you said, 
your everyday life and your reality. Like, whack, bro. That's some, that's some, that's the opposite of swag. Yeah. That's like, but to put it lightly, (laughs) obviously to understate it a million fucking times. That's not swag, bro. It's not swag. It's not swag. Performative allyship. That's not (laughs) swag. I mean, uh, it's cool to just like have it be normalized, but I just hate how like, I don't know, like it's, it's not going to be solved, you know, like. Man. I feel like some of these people take it ser- more seriously than I do, which is kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Well, to a certain extent, and I had this argument on the, la- uh, on the last podcast, and I do want to go into this again, mm-hmm. but there's the same, um, to, to, to add something to that vein, to that train of thought that you're going with right now, which I, I, I can tell you I understand is with when everybody was ragging on uh, Kendrick and J. Cole mm-hmm. immediately following the George Floyd incident and like into the protest starting and everything. I don't know if you saw, but there was like this weird subset of the rap community or rap fans, the mm-hmm. rap universe, the, <laughs> the rap CU, the RCU, <laughs> the rap cinematic universe. Yeah. So there was like this weird collective of fans of people uh, of their music who were like accusing J. Cole and Kendrick of not really being about it and like talking about you know supporting the fight for black people and for the obvious mistreatment that's happening in the country and it's like as soon as i saw these fucking corny ass motherfuckers on twitter sir regulars i was like (laughs) yo what (laughs) what j cole and kendrick are half the reason people our age know about the struggles period through their music they spread the word through their music because like you said it's reality for them Mm -hmm. and you can't tell a black person how to feel about the shit that's going on in our country and how to deal with it because you're, if you're not black, you can't tell somebody who's black how to deal with their problems if they don't want to take it as seriously <laughs> as you. Fuck you, bro. Yeah, for real. I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to waste all my energy being mad about shit that I can't control. Yeah. So I'm just going to try and live the best life that I can live. Amen. And do what I can. But at the same time, like, stay safe. Because stay safe. shit out here is unpredictable, you know? Yeah, but... That's not to say that we don't appreciate people who are giving their all to the battle for equality in all in all terms, whether it's for fucking racial equality, gender equality, or just fucking being yourself equality. Like there are people out here, people who are going hard for it serve a purpose and we thank you and we love you. We just don't like the people who are doing it for show. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Fuck y'all heavily to like the 10 to the 22nd millionth power or whatever yo yeah that's just not cool i don't know it's mm-hmm. tricky man it, it it just like made me realize like just how fucked up everything is just because like i never really thought about all the microaggressions that like i might have like suffered um and like it's crazy to see like the people who like I've been friends with, like some of which just have been silent mm. and like That's having weird. my relationship change with them kind of. Yeah. It's, it's a weird pickle to find yourself in. And I think a lot of people who grew up in New York city, like us and like the people that we know, we know uh, will stand to tell their own horror stories of like middle school and high school. 
remember when everybody was just racist? Am I bugging out or was there a period in middle school where like literally everybody was just telling racist jokes, black kids, white kids, Latino kids, Asian kids, like kids from Pakistan, like everybody was telling racist jokes and we didn't like everybody told them and we don't address this at all. Yeah. It's like there was a whole phase in like middle school where like literally everybody was talking about it and nobody felt weird about it because I guess we weren't old enough to question what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. But what the fuck was that about, bro? <laughs> what the, was that just the manifestation of racist America playing through the fucking system that exists? It's been here for a long time, dude. A very long time. God. It's just like manifested itself in the ugliest forms this yeah. year. Some people never grew out of that middle school mindset of believing every single racist joke that they heard from their white friend in, <laughs> in social studies class. In seventh right. grade, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, okay, it's one thing for you to be in middle school and high school and do fucked up shit. We've all done fucked up shit as, like, preteens and teenagers. But, like, there's, like, a certain age, you know, Mm -hmm. where that just, like, should not be a thing. Yep. Like, if, especially, like, if you are a person who is socially aware and, like, has empathy. (laughs) Dead ass. Yo, bro, we could go off on this topic for days and i think it's important to bring this up not as like a a a reoccurring topic to bum people out but to you know further educate people on just like the shit that's going on because you know this country i do believe this country is the best country in the world and it gives us the most opportunity to do what we we need to do and to get where we want to do things for ourselves and for our family for our people the family that we create but like it has its problems and i think it's okay to educate each other and talk about the problems that it has but Let's, let's brighten the mood up just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit, because we will touch on this again, especially if you come back on. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to have an uncomfortable conversation, because I, I do want to <laughs> I do want to uh, uh, have people who, you know, like not just white people, but but like, uh, you know, people in general who aren't necessarily as woke and try to have like a a conversation with a conflicting viewpoint on a, a serious topic like this because like you know if, if any podcaster that i've seen on on youtube or anywhere can do it then why not try it here i think i'm mature enough i think i can handle it bro yeah i hope i hope i don't get mad i mean i've definitely gotten mad in the past with mm-hmm. friends but like <laughs> <laughs> whoo, I, I think i can handle it maybe i think <laughs> I hope Greg seeing me flip right now. If you guys can see my face, I'm like cycling through the emotions. I got the eyes closed. I don't know where this is going. I think I think I can handle it. Okay. I, but one day, one day I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you want to be present for that episode. Oh boy. I do got to get more used to confrontation. So um, I'm just myself trying to get better at it. Oh, I'm going to say something I want to bleep out when I go to, when I go to, <laughs> I just had to do that time stamp real quick. My about that uh the, the like I have to on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> when I go to do that, I, I'm trying to pick my confrontation. It kept me up last night. I'm like, all right, how am I gonna tell this motherfucker? How am I gonna tell this motherfucker that, that he's the worst and just grab my and walk out? Um, I haven't come to a conclusion yet, but. 
I'm going to bleep out that whole last section. Every episode has like a little thing that I bleep out now. Mm-hmm. And I think the cryptic thing about this show is I'm never going to release that. Not even if I do a Patreon. Word. Never going to release <laughs> that. I'll do additional content eventually when the time comes. But mm-hmm. like never going to unbleep that. I'm loving that. That's a great idea. You got to keep an element of mystery, I think, because I'm such an open book as it begins, mm-hmm. you know, as it starts with. Like, I'm very open with discussing my past, my family, like my beliefs in the world. But I definitely uh, also want to keep a little level of that. Ooh, what was he talking about? Was that <laughs> spicy? Does he only trust that person that he was talking to about this information? Yo, people love mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Let's go uh, a little goofy. It might get slightly dark again, but this is like the the, the imaginative kind of like topic. Mm-hmm. I told you we were going to hit some of these uh, conspiracy theories or like my little obsession with. I can't escape them. <laughs> I can't escape. They're everywhere. OK, I say conspiracy theories, but I'm not actually going to bombard you with something uh super neurotic. Okay, OK, something more mysterious. Gotcha. OK, keeping it mysterious. Um, Let's do it. Did you know that? There are an alarming number. There is an alarming number. Excuse me, that coffee gave me the the burp. Oh, it's all good. Um, There is an alarming number of people who've gone missing in the national forest system and like national parks and and backcountry in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, Since we've we've had an agency to to look over them and and take care of them or or watch over them, Mm -hmm. there have been an alarming number of very strange disappearances that do not make any sense, bro. Okay. The conditions, like the situations where these people went missing are crazy. And I did talk about this on the last podcast, but it's something that freaks me the fuck out in the coolest way, bro, because I do believe in spirituality like we were talking about before. And if there's some weird thing that you could, if there's like other stuff, if there are other kind of levels to like the way you perceive reality, I don't think it's that far fetched if you already kind of believe in that for you to jump the frog, like jump the lily pad to, to, the, <laughs> to the kind of being in there like, oh, well, maybe there's other kind of beings that can do the same thing or animals mm-hmm. per se that we haven't discovered that maybe are like slightly intelligent, more intelligent than regular animals. Like maybe there's some shit in the and this is this is getting a little far fetched and I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to drill into your head my crazy talk. but. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of like fucking animal that we haven't discovered yet that's very small in numbers that lives in the dense and very unexplored fucking forest system in North America Mm. that hunts humans. What the fuck? It makes sense to me. There is this one. I'll be very brief about it. Mm -hmm. There's this one kid who went missing, I think, in the 50s or the 60s. He went out with his uncle. His uncle took him hunting. This is like a three or four year old kid like. He, the reason he took him out is because he went to this hunting spot that he was very familiar with and he was not going to be there very long. He was just going to be staking out the place and, and seeing if he can catch a quick come up on the hunting game. Right. He parks the car in this very open area, like for miles in every direction. Like you can, there's no trees. There's no like dense way to, for you to get lost. It's just kind of like dirt and like low level, like grass and shit, like mm-hmm. barely any grass anyway. So he leaves the kid, the three or four year old in the car, this little boy, uh, for 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes. He goes up the hill, like in one direction, there was a little hill that brought you to this like kind of clearing where there was a lake and then like some forest kind of going back into the mountains or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
He goes up there, talks to a friend or, or like another hunter that he sees. Literally 10 minutes. Goes back to the car. Car doors open. No footsteps, no footprints or anything. Kid's gone. No footprints. No fuck? footprints or anything. And it was the type of car where like uh, there were only two doors. So the kid was like, and you have to move the seat forward. Like you have to press yeah. the latch thing, move the seat forward, and then climb in the back. The kid was in a car seat. Mm-hmm. In the back, you'd have to push the thing, fo- hit the latch, push the thing forward, open the car door, unlock the car door, open the car door, and then that, like, a three-year-old doing that? I don't know, bro. A three-year-old doing that? I don't know, but no footprints. The uncle's freaking out, doesn't know what to do. He searches for, uh, you know, like, maybe, like, 30, 40 minutes with, like, the other hunting buddy that he had. They're like, yo, this is serious. Like, this isn't even my fucking kid. Like, they call the authorities, launch this massive search, which is impaired by bad weather, mind you, out of of nowhere. Like, it's the weather gets bad, which is a lot of, like, a lot of these cases in national parks and the wilderness. Immediately after somebody goes missing or right before, the weather gets crazy. Mm-hmm. The weather gets dummy. It goes off. <laughs> the weather's like the new Black Moon song. Right? <laughs> like one of the one of the songs on your project that you leaked from me before the podcast. It goes the dumber the weather goes dumber even dumber than that before <laughs> or after these people go missing. Word. So they look for this kid days. Days turns into days turns into more days. What? I was about to say weeks, but it doesn't last that long. But like <laughs> this three or four year old kid is missing for several days. It almost gets to a week. It probably does get to a week. Um, and they exhaust all their resources. And of course they have to come back to the native Americans cause the native Americans know what's up. Yeah. So they get this native American tracker who knows the area better than probably anybody. Cause his ancestors has been there. <laughs> so he picks up a partial trail of some kind that they track through, you know, like miles in one direction, at least like eight miles in one direction into the forest, Mm -hmm. uh, like up kind of the face of a mountain and up to this cliff. And then they lose the trail and they're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So they keep looking, the weather gets bad. They can't look again that day. Another day goes by or some shit like that. I might be butchering the story, but I'm giving you the long strokes. I know I'm not, I'm not capping that much. Word. Uh, they come back to this, uh, this cliff face and they have to scale over a hundred meters they have to climb up with like fucking rock climbing equipment and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They have to scale this hundred foot cliff face that ends in this plateau. And there's like this little area where like there's like flat land for several meters in like a, a bunch of directions mm-hmm. and, a, you know, a tree growing out of there, like some foliage or whatever. And then the rest of the, the cliff leading up the mountain. And they found the kid there wedged between a tree and the rock. At, like, somebody had to have put him there because, like, his neck was wedged against, like, the rock and the tree. What the fuck? Asleep, totally good, not malnourished, not sick, a little cold. Mm-hmm. The kid never remembered how he got there. What the fuck? Never remembered how they got there. Uh, and didn't really, like, want to talk about it either. Mm. Hmm. There are a lot of cases like that. There are also a lot of cases where people were found dead and their bodies were just not right in some way, <laughs> like missing some shit or like way too preserved for being missing like months. Right. Uh, and, you know, like that kind of that makes me tie this shit back to spirituality and like the weird oogie boogie kind of <laughs> side of the world, like the the type of like what the fuck is going on here? And that's why I don't take life as seriously or like serious enough to get stressed out about it like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. because there's some shit like 
there's literally fantasy shit that happens in our world that unexplainable almost magic shit the government finally acknowledged fucking ufos this year like what and nobody's (laughs) talking about it because everybody's worried about more important things mind you but they literally confirmed it they were like these fucking videos of ufos that you guys have seen these three videos that tom delange from blink 182 leaked (laughs) dead ass fucking they're real they're real fucking ufo videos have you seen them no I'm putting you on. Hold on. Dude, no. Are you serious right now? (laughs) Oh, you're about to rock my fucking world. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) So these aren't the full videos because... They were heavily edited by the Navy and the U.S. government and the Department of Defense because it was classified footage. But that's wild. That's um, a fighter jet footage. It, like they got a target lock on this UFO. Mm-hmm. It's in infrared. That's why it's that color. But and you can see the clouds under it. Yeah, it rotates and shit. Look. What the fuck? And it's still moving in that direction, and it's just, like, rotating while it's moving in that direction. Okay, look. They catch the target lock on that. That's the water. That's the ocean underneath there. Bruh. Do you see that shit? Look. Wait. They caught it? They're going to catch it. They're going to target lock it. Yo, I see it. Look, 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 look. Yo, what the fuck? And those are the pilots talking about it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) The technology the military has is scary. Dude. But that technology that they're tracking on that fucking radar Mm -hmm. is even crazier than that. That's why they're freaking out about it. Look, there's another one. This video is shittier. I think this is the uh, USS Nimitz footage. That's a battle carrier in Mm -hmm. the the fucking, uh, in our military that we have, in our Navy, that like is connected with another. Let me stop the autoplay real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That's a lot to unpack. Wow, I can't believe you've never seen that. So those are uh, real clips of fighter jet footage, like I said, mm-hmm. of UFOs that these pilots saw. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? What those videos didn't show that I, I had to look into because the Pentagon deadass released a file. Like they released a, a, a they collaborated with media sources after these videos got leaked. And they mm-hmm. were like, OK, those videos that you saw are real. We've had a program studying UFOs Mm -hmm. for decades at this point um, that's funded with taxpayer dollars. We've used over 22 million, but it's probably more like 30 million dollars out of our taxpayers money to study UFOs. It was like a secret program in the UFO and they were like, we'll start to slowly let more information out that we know, but... It is very likely uh, that program was called ATIP, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. It's a very uh, it's called the Advanced Aeronautical Threat Identification Program, ATIP. Um, and that's just a fancy way of saying, yo, we're seeing flying saucers out here. Our fighter pilots and our armies are seeing flying saucers out here and we need to start reporting this shit. We need to start. <laughs> yo, 2021 <laughs> alien invasion, bro. <laughs> I have that on my bingo card. <laughs> bro. Shout out to the dropout again because I have a $50 bet with him. I told him the government is going to not fully disclose what they know about it, but admit that there's... <laughs> 
extraterrestrial <laughs> life by the end of 2020. If they do it, Z's giving me $50. Yo, you could do a lot with that. $50 <laughs> is a lot of money. Um, oh, yeah. Even if it doesn't happen this year, bro, I'm excited for that to happen because I'll tell you what, good outcome for humanity either way, whether it's uh, a hostile species of alien from space mm. or a friendly species of alien. Because I'll tell you what, worst case scenario, which I always try to prepare myself for, and I got to get better about not doing that and just really going with the flow. But worst case scenario is they're hostile. Boom. They're going to start attacking us. They're like monitoring us and seeing how they can fuck with us or whatever, you know, seeing how they can uh, essentially take over the fucking planet. Right. And then at all this, my country shit, your country shit, all that's going to disappear. The human race is going to unite itself, become one and face this threat unified. Right. Right. That's probably and what's most likely to happen and what I really hope happens, you know, mm-hmm. but um, if they're friendly, I think that's good, too, because then we will have an amazing, unprecedented technological leapfrog basically overnight you know like the if they're the type of species or civilization or whatever who's with it to share technology or like philosophies with us or whatever boom level up human race level up like we could probably travel as fast (laughs) and as far as they can all that shit that would be good too at the end of the day it could all be cap and these flying saucers could literally just be Russian technology, Chinese technology, <laughs> or like some other country that's not good right. with America who developed this shit faster than we did, mm-hmm. which doesn't play out as good as my alien scenarios that I was hoping for. But, you know, I mean, hey, it could be that. Yeah, but I'm hoping it's aliens, bro. I'm hoping it's aliens. There are way too many stories of people getting abducted and seeing like little little green men. Mm-hmm. I want to see little green men, man. As long as they're not scary. Not trying to be like a uh, 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 intolerant of a different species <laughs> from different planets or whatever, but it, it would be a shocker to find out they existed, to say the least. I just hope they're not gross looking or like smelly. <laughs> you ever watch Scary Movie 3? Yeah. Remember them the peeing out of their fingers? Yeah. <laughs> if you think that's weird, look at how we pee. <laughs> and then the president of the United States does it too. Oh, we're more alike than you thought. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should see how we say goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. The kicking in the nuts. Oh my god, that's my one of my low-key favorite movies <laughs> what's your favorite scary movie literally what's your favorite scary movie out of the scary movie franchise oh fuck probably four <laughs> four is fire it's underrated i feel like the war of the worlds play and like the yeah the saw right and shaquille o'neal was in the intro for that movie i'm remembering yeah. it now oh fuck wow Bro, it was this fucking um was three the signs parody or was it four I think three was the signs pair. Three was um signs. It was the some, ring. The ring. Yeah, they they went deep with that one. Eight mile. <laughs> Eight miles in there for some reason. It's that, not a horror movie. <laughs> the most amazing. Well, well, it could be a horror movie if you take it there. Seeing uh, Eminem throw up mom's spaghetti. That's pretty horrible. Oh yeah. A throw up does it for me, bro. That, like, it does it for me in the bad way. Like, if I'm around somebody who throws up, I may also throw up. I can always feel it in the back of my throat, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I just look away mm-hmm. and just get some distance. 
Yeah, the smell. Oh my god, the smell is putrid. The I smell just... is like the automatic. It's the button. Ugh. It's the it's the trigger word. Or no, the, yeah. not the trigger word. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. little like. <laughs> that shit triggers me, bro. Oh fuck! Because like, I won't be of any help to you if I start vomiting too. So yeah, let me back we'll the be fuck fucked, up, bro. <laughs> we'll both be fucked. Dang, I, I don't drink anymore for that reason, bro. I I did a lot of. I hope my mom doesn't get mad at me. I did a lot of drinking before I was <laughs> I was of age, <laughs> and uh, especially in college, mm-hmm. and still got good grades somehow. Shout out myself, but um, the. I did a lot of that at that time with people that I shouldn't have really been hanging out with at the time. And I think that I'm glad that I'm found myself out of it. Cause that's something my dad struggled with a lot. And so hmm. I think it's mostly, and I do think it's good if people could do it in moderation and shit, I, I shouldn't be controlling people's lives and, and saying what they're doing, but my body interprets it as just straight poison. And hmm. I usually feel bad after every single time I drink. So that medical card be the only thing that I use. I don't know. I like, I like alcohol, but it's not for all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just prefer to light up. Hell yeah. You know what I, uh, I heard about one of my friends who actually drank very heavily in college said this thing to me once where he was like, drinking is like borrowing a little bit of happiness from the next day. <laughs> Drinking at night, like going out, getting blasted. Like it's like you're borrowing happiness from the next day because literally the next morning there is no joy <laughs> in that first <laughs> half of the day. <laughs> oh yeah. Been you're there. Stealing the joy. Been there, man. Oh, Holy I, shit. I've thrown up very few times drunk and very often the morning after I wake up. Is that a thing? I feel like that's a thing, right? That's, definitely a thing mm. i i haven't thrown up in a minute actually i can't remember the last time Less. i threw up but i used to throw up a lot when i first started drinking holy shit i just i didn't know how to do it properly yeah like, i think everybody everybody goes there i mean shout out for loco for some of my first experiences with alcohol you really fucked me oh up oh my god dude have uh, you ever had uh, fucking juice <laughs> oh man i don't think so but i've, I've heard stories it's worse than four loco that's like my first alcohol experience oh no <laughs> bro what did they put us through what did the world put us through who hurt us <laughs> who hurt us mostly ourselves <laughs> i mean yeah i shouldn't have been drinking at fucking you know whatever the age what when was that i think i was like 15 yeah that sounds about right that sounds about right i think that's the median age, maybe, which is sad for us, like for people who live in New York City. Yeah. Man, that is, that is kind of wild, bro. <laughs> Yo, Greg. Yeah. Do me a favor. All right. Come back. Okay. Come back again. I will. Um, We start every episode with a cup. Mm-hmm. And we end every episode with a bowl. All right, sweet. So... This is our sign off right now. I think we covered some good points. We got pretty deep. We got pretty somber. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think the expression of the angst inside is very important. And I'm excited for the world to hear this project that I got the leak on, the Sir Gregulis project that's coming out. Yo. Blank date. <laughs> when is it coming out? Uh, good company should be dropping either December or... Or January. And don't rush him because he's an artist and he makes fire. Yeah. So, you know what it is. Angry Barista. 
Sir Gregolis. Thanks for listening this time. Hopefully, next couple of episodes, we get some video going. And as always, stay angry Mm -hmm. or not. Peace. Peace.